This week on the Tenny Podcast, my own worst enemy with Aaron Lohman. We don't realize the bad things that we're doing to ourselves. It takes a lot of strength to really realize that you're fucking up or that you're wrong. People can be nice and they can bullshit you all you want. But the people who really care about you, the people who are going to have that difficult conversation, it's so much harder to fail in public. Hey, listen, maybe you should pump the brakes a little bit and think about what you're doing before you do it. The uniform is what we do for work. That should not be your entire personality. I just want people to know that they mean so much more in the world than what they do for a living. Remember why you're doing this and just keep on fucking keeping on even when you don't want to. The views and opinions expressed on the 108 podcast are those of the authors and guests individually. The 108 podcast is for entertainment purposes only and is not affiliated with any entity, agency, or department. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to episode 310 of the 108 podcast. Today's episode is called My Own Worst Enemy with my friend, the huge fat loser himself, Aaron Lohman. Today's episode, we talk about how we tend to get in our own ways as we go along the path of self-improvement, whether it be job tasks, the gym, our nutrition, our finances, our relationships. There's always something we can be doing better in our lives. And all too often, the one thing that stands in our way is ourselves. Despite our best intentions, we are our own worst enemies. Before we get too deep into this topic, however, let's go ahead and say hello to our sponsors. Listen, it's no surprise to anyone that law enforcement agencies suck at getting the word out to their citizens they serve. Whether it's debriefing a critical incident or educating the public about various aspects of law enforcement, it takes a special skill set that too many in law enforcement don't have. In this ever-changing world of social media, do you, your agency, and your community a favor and check out TOC Public Relations, a company ran by former law enforcement to help you get your message out in an appropriate and professional way. Check them out on social media as well as TOCPublicRelations.com. Let me tell you something you already know. Living a life in public service is a life of sacrifice, but you cannot serve the community or back your partner up if you're not physically able to do so. According to a report by the Wall Street Journal, more than 40% of law enforcement officers are obese. Other studies have found that police officers are 25% more likely to die from weight-related disorders like cardiovascular disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, and even some cancers. Why continue to be a liability to your partners, your loved ones, your community, and yourself? Contact the folks at fit.responders and get your fight back. This episode is also brought to you by my new friends over at RTI Training, giving the type of training that incorporates humor and knowledge that cops respond to. Listen, we all know that you will never retain anything thanks to death by PowerPoint. So do yourself a favor and check out the new kids on the block when it comes to police training. They are revelationstraining.com. And guys, I also want to tell you about our sponsor, Jiu-Jitsu 5.0. They just came out with the Jiu-Jitsu 5.0 app. It is the ultimate training tool for all law enforcement. Members of the app get on-demand access to a huge library of techniques for the streets, grappling-based workouts, yoga, and a monthly nutrition plan. They also have 24-hour, 7-day-a-week access to Jason, the founder of Jiu-Jitsu 5.0, for personalized training assistance. So... Go to the app store of your choosing and download the Jiu-Jitsu 5.0 app today. It's available for Android as well as Apple, so get on it now. 
And last but not least, this episode is brought to you by Thin Vine Wines. Thin Vine Wines is a mission-driven wine company that proudly backs first responders and the military. With a background in law enforcement, their support for police, dispatch, fire, and the military is unwavering. Thin Vine Wines donates $2 from every bottle sold to law enforcement and military-driven nonprofits. Making awesome wine is the vehicle. Making wine with a purpose is the mission. Check out their social medias at Thin Vine Wines on Instagram and Facebook and order online at thinvine.wine using the code 10-8-T-E-N, the number 8, for $10 off two or more bottles of wine. And as always, thank you to the sponsors for their continued support. Everybody, send them a Christmas card. Go check them out. Now, ladies and gentlemen, my intro segment this week, I want to talk about three things. Building yourself, self-improvement, and accountability. The term self-help always just makes me cringe. Why do so many people need help? Life is not that complicated. You get up, you go to work, you eat three meals, you take one good shit, and you go back to bed. (laughs) What's the fucking mystery? And the part I really don't understand, if you're looking for self-help, why would you read a book written by somebody else? (laughs) That's not self-help. That's help. There's no such thing as self-help. If you did it yourself, you didn't need help. You did it yourself. Try to pay attention to the language we've all agreed on. But I guess in a way, this podcast has actually turned into a self-help podcast. I'm literally getting guests in every week. We're trying to make you the better person you can be, the best version of yourself. But just like a drug addict that doesn't want to kick the addiction, I can't make you do any of the things I've presented to you. I can just give you the insight and hope that you take the bait. But again, you have to want to do it. Something is going to click. You're going to look at your life, or maybe you already have, and you're going to say, this is not what I want in one aspect or many aspects. One thing you're going to hear me talk about many times over the next few weeks is that small improvements consistent over time will lead you to amazing results. So if you were to to go to the gym, right? It's like exercise, right? If you go to the gym and you work out and you come back and you look in the mirror, you will see nothing. And if you go to the gym the next day and you come back and you look in the mirror, you will see nothing, right? (laughs) So clearly there's no results, can't be measured, it must not be effective. So we quit, right? Or if you fundamentally believe that this is the right course of action and you stick with it, like in a relationship, I bought her flowers and I wished her happy birthday and she doesn't love me. Clearly, I'll give up. You know, that's not what happens. If you, if you believe there's something there, you commit yourself to act, an act of service. You commit yourself to the regime, the exercise. You can screw it up. You can eat chocolate cake one day. You can skip a, skip a day or two. You know, you, you, it allows for that. But if you stick with it consistently, I'm not exactly sure what day, but I know you'll start getting into shape. I know it. And the same with the relationship. It's not about the events. It's not about intensity. It's about consistency. Right? You go to the dentist twice a year, your teeth will fall out. You have to brush your teeth every day for two minutes. What does brushing your teeth twice a day for two minutes do? Nothing. Unless you do it every day, twice a day, for two minutes. Right? It's the consistency. Going to the gym for nine hours does not get you into shape. Working out every day for 20 minutes gets you into shape. So how do we start this whole building yourself process? The thing I love about guys like my guest today is that they're guys that fucked up. They hit the low of the low. When you hit rock bottom, the only way to go is up. So how do we hit rock bottom? 
Well, here's the thing, folks. In the adult world, there is no person that is going to hold your hand and make sure you go to the gym, eat right, save instead of spend, not step out on your wife, so on and so forth. You're an adult. I don't know when it happened, but it did. And that means that you're responsible for yourself. And as such, you have to get comfortable with holding yourself accountable. If you fail to hold yourself accountable, unregulated actions will soon catch up to you and force you to be accountable. But usually, that's only after things have gone too far. As an adult, you can drink as much alcohol as you want. You can smoke as many cigarettes, sleep with as many people. But if you don't hold yourself accountable to your actions, then you eventually are going to be forced to be accountable by way of a DUI, lung cancer, STDs, kids, bankruptcy. You don't have to go to the gym daily. You can eat all the junk food you want. But when your pants stop fitting and your heart stops ticking, you'll wish that you held yourself accountable a whole lot sooner. Those that fail to hold themselves accountable engage in a dangerous game of self-sabotage, showing yourself that you're your own worst enemy. Now, there are people that give a shit about you and don't want you to fall in your face. And those are the people that have fallen on their face. They know what it's like. Now, it would be wonderful in this brotherhood or in this family that we always talk about when we're standing patch to patch in class A's when the bagpipes are going off. If someone would come to us while we're still above ground and say, hey, I got you. I'm going to save you from yourself. But no, we typically wait till we've gone too far. Now, yes, you are an adult. You're responsible for your own actions. But you should never truly be in this fight alone, regardless of what the fight is. I don't care if it's depression. I don't care if it's being overweight. I don't care if it's being out of shape. Listen, I'm going to say this again next week because I've written it into next week's episode. I don't want to give any false impressions. For people that don't know who I am personally, I am overweight. I've always had problems eating. I am not the smartest guy. I'm not a gym rat. I'm not a... I have a white belt in BJJ. Like, I'm not this model person that you should look up to. What I am is someone who has failed time and time again and has picked myself up, dusted myself off, and went back in the fight. I'm not perfect. Okay, but I've seen what happens when these problems arise and no one's there to help you. I've seen what happens. I've experienced it. I've lived it myself and I've seen the worst case scenario. So that's where I come from. So I'm not saying this from a a pillar or a pedestal or anything like that. I'm not. I'm down in the trenches with everybody else. The thing is, somehow I was given a, a small voice in this big this big world, this a drop in this big bucket. So here we are. That said, allow myself and my good friend Aaron Lohman, who is one of these guys, these pillars, the, the guys that really rose from the ashes, allow us to be pillars for you. One guy that's done it and one guy that wants to do it. We're guys that care. Again, falling on my face enough times that I don't want anyone else to fall and get hurt. So here I am. We're guys that want you to be better. Guys that have been to the bottom of the barrel. So ladies and gentlemen, check it out and enjoy. Here comes Aaron Loman. It's yours. Whose world is this? The world is yours. The world is yours. It's mine, it's mine, it's mine. Whose world is this? It's mine, it's mine, it's mine. Whose world is this? The world is yours. The world is yours. It's mine, it's mine, it's mine. 
All right, everyone, here is a man that needs no introduction. We have the legend himself, Aaron Lohman, the huge fat loser. What's going on, man? How are you? What's up, man? Hardly a legend, but thank you very much for that introduction. <laughs> no problem, I appreciate you, that a lot. You uh, you inspire a lot of people, myself included, so I, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you. Anytime, man. I love coming and talking to you. So Yeah, absolutely. You, um, you know... The last time we talked, uh, we focused a lot on police culture and what's so toxic about it. And really, people that listened to that episode messaged me and was like, wow, I can't believe you guys like hit the nail on the head. And it was like a nail that no one really even saw was there until we talked about it a lot. It's just we're so immersed in it all the time that it takes, uh, you know, you really got to step outside and like look in. And I was forced to do that myself, you know, when I went through a bunch of my own shit and uh, looking taking that step outside and just like looking at like what I personally did uh, in my past and like what I see other, you know, people in law enforcement do now, it was very eye opening to me. And like, I realized what it took for me to change. And I said, you know, I need to try and help other people get out of this, get out of their way and like get, you know, get out of their own heads and do all this type of stuff. Because a lot of times like myself, we don't realize the bad things that we're doing to ourselves until you know we come to a point where it may be too late for us you know and Mm -hmm. then by by then it's too late so that's i just try to help people the way i can some people want to hear it some people don't and that's fine you know everybody's gonna live their own life the um the saying that i've been using a lot recently is to be a lighthouse not a tugboat you know show people the way but you got to get there yourself exactly 100 percent. that's what i try to do with my social media man i i just tell you like hey listen look yo this is what i've discovered about myself you know, this is what I, you know, I, I just notice, you know, and I, if you want to follow the path, yo, go for it. If you don't, that's up to you, man. I, I'm not here to like, to pull you, like you said. Right, right. But you're going to get, and, and I've seen, and you know, you've addressed a couple of times, you're going to get naysayers along the way, either way. Like you're not telling people what to do, but they're still going to have a problem with it. No, of course. You know, especially when I talk about mental health and police culture and all sorts of uh, people, you know, the ego is a powerful thing. It's very dangerous. People... The ego protects people's, uh, you know, people. They don't want to change. They see their way as being the right way ultimately. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, they learn. Yeah, absolutely. And do you think that's why? Do you think that's why people resist talking about mental health and their own shortcomings? you think it's the ego or do you think there's something else with it? I definitely think it's the ego big time. It takes a lot. It takes a lot of strength to really realize that you're fucking up or that you're wrong. You know, think. look at our society now, like, how many people could effectively do damage control around something they did or something they said by just simply just being like, hey, you know what? I fucked up. I was wrong. But they just simply just can't do that. That's 100% mm-hmm. ego just getting in their way. And it's the same thing when people are on that, they, you know, pe- when people see activity in themselves or behavior in themselves that they may see as wrong, their ego will step up to protect them. And it did that for me for years. You know, I, I thought that I was the one who was right. I used to think that working out and taking care of yourself was an impossibility because my ego protected me from change. That's what your ego wants you to do. Your ego wants to keep you comfortable and it will lie to you and tell you everything's fine. You're doing fine. You're perfect. Everybody else is fucked up. You're not the one who's fucked up. Everybody else has a problem. Your ego will do that for you. And that's what it does because it wants you to stay exactly where you are. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It wants to protect you. And Unfortunately, it protects you in absolutely all the wrong ways. And I, I made every single mistake that I could possibly make listening to my ego. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like a lot of the ways today, these days, social media placates to that. And there's no self-awareness. 
And, like, it goes even to the point of, like, when people post, like, cringy content. Like, that's kind of, like, the far end of the spectrum, right? But it's like, didn't anybody tell this dude not to do this? Or did, what made this guy think or girl think that this was okay to post, you know? And I think it's a mix yeah. of the ego and the lack of self-awareness. You know, it, it's so funny because you, unless you're really being true to yourself, and this is why I said self-reflection is important, when you're losing and when you're winning. So even when you're doing good, even when you're like, you feel like you're on top of the world, you got to step back and be like, okay, yeah, that's great. But am I making, am I being true to myself? Am I being realistic? Am I being the best version of myself I could possibly be? Because it's easy to get carried away. Mm -hmm. And like you talk about this just now with all the, like the clout chasers, like uh, in law enforcement and like, People will tell them what they want to hear, and they will only hear one thing that they want to hear. They'd be like, oh, this is perfect. This is, quote, unquote, humanizing the badge or whatever phrase they want to use it for the, the thing. And people will only hear that one avenue of what they're doing, but they won't see the other side, the flip side of it. Same thing. Like when I say something that people don't want to hear, I listen, I know sometimes like, all right, yeah, listen, maybe I could have done that a little bit better. Mm -hmm. I check myself. I self-reflect. And I grow and I move on. But a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people don't check that ego. They think that posting this cringy content, mm -hmm. they hear the they hear the people who support them. And the problem a lot of the time I personally think is, is like a lot of the messengers do some like just are critical in a little bit of the wrong way. I think if somebody were to have a co realistic conversation with them and be like, hey, man, listen. What you're doing, I, I wouldn't necessarily do. Like, I'm not trying to be a hater. I'm not trying to whatever. But, like, maybe you should just take a step back and reflect on what it exactly is that you're doing mm -hmm. and what message you're trying to send because it's sending the wrong message to a, a lot of people. And yeah, especially with the cringy content, the people who are liking that, the people who are looking at it and being like, wow, this is great. I love this guy. They already like you. Okay, because if they didn't like you, they would definitely take the opportunity to step on you <laughs> to, when you yeah, posted this stuff. Part, yeah. Right. And unfortunately, with the toxic nature of our culture, a lot of the people who will leave negative comments, they're going to leave negative comments no matter what. You know what I mean? They're the type of people who would no matter what people post online, they're going to they're going to shit on it. They're going to be like, hey, you know, the job's not for social media, social, all this stuff, you know, but mm -hmm. people who care about you. And this is what I talk about, the difference between nice people and kind people. Right. Uh, people could be nice and they could bullshit you all you want, right? But the people who really care about you, they're the people who are going to have that difficult conversation and be like, hey, listen, maybe you should pump the brakes a little bit and think about what you're doing before you do it and what you're yeah. saying before you say it. Because there's a lot of people out there who, uh, you know, you got to really think about what message you're trying to send. Like, are you trying to be about yourself? Or are you trying to, uh, you know, be a good example for police culture? I, I, I don't know. People really need to think about what their message is that they're trying sure. to say. And I, you know, I, I noticed uh, it was probably a few weeks ago. I made a post and I had a message with it. It was, I mean, it was a meme, but the, the overall message was was something totally different. Not, I mean, it was in line. And I, I wrote the the, uh, the caption, and I definitely didn't word it correctly. And I start getting bombarded in the comments and the messages like, "Oh, that's a hard, that's a really cold take." You know, it definitely didn't do this the right way. And I look at it again, I was like, okay, yep, definitely see that. And instead of leaving it up and being like, fuck it, you know, I made the, I posted it, deal with it kind of thing, which a lot of people said, like, oh, you're getting hate, just keep it up. I was like, no, like, I can see that I screwed up and I took it down and, you know, uh, making amends. Because, one, I don't want people to see that and, like, for it to stain 
any respect people may have for me. And two, like it's, it's obviously not the message that I wanted to put out. And I feel like that's mm. so important to be aware of, but at least I had people pull me to the side, message me privately. Like, Hey, like that's that, that wasn't it. That wasn't the, the message you want to put out. No, there's definitely times similarly where I put something out and it's like reflected the wrong message. It's not been something I want to send and I'm like, Oh yeah, you know what? Now thinking about this, that's kind of not the right idea. And I've done the same thing. I've taken down a couple posts or I've post posted it after that, where I like had to clarify things that I said. And I think that's important. Mm-hmm. It's important to acknowledge the fact that we all make mistakes. Okay. Right. Especially out there on social media, because it's, it's super hard as you know, to put yourself out there on social media and even have an opinion or say anything. Cause so many people with anonymous accounts, you know, uh, thin blue line pro- profile picture, or anonymous profile picture. You won't even be able to see them. We'll talk so much shit, oh, but it's yeah. so hard to put yourself out there. And I think that people respect more of you people being realistic and apologizing when they make mistakes and just moving on from that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I feel like for me, I mean, what was the changing point for me was, you know, I was a meme account and then I started posting my opinion and just kind of using the story aspect of almost like a, almost like a blog, like, Hey, this is my daily thing, whatever. And, you know, it, it gave way more of my personality than just, you know, random funny pictures. And that's where I was like, okay, there's more to this than just, just a meme account. And because of that, you know, I don't show my face on my account, but at the same time I did just not literally. And right. you, you know, you put yourself front and center. Um, so obviously you can relate. Like when you become a spokes- spokesperson for a brand, you know, not necessarily your department or anything like that, but, you know, the message that you're overall trying to convey, it's important that people don't misconstrue your message one way or another. Right. Yeah, no, it's definitely super important. And that's why, like, I like I'm always going to be true to myself no matter what. Like I always like, listen, for better or worse, I always say how I feel every single day. And like you said, Every day, my social media is like a journal. You see, I post pictures of my family on vacation. I post pictures of me in the gym. I talk about work stuff. I talk about stuff outside outside of work because I think that's important. And that's one of those things with you see a lot of accounts, whether it be like fitness or law enforcement or whatever, they become so one-dimensional in Mm -hmm. one thing. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, no offense. Like, okay, you're a cop. Cool. What else you got? Okay, cool. You Okay, cool. You lost weight. All right, cool. What else you got? You know what I mean? Like, I want to know more about people that I follow yeah, the people yeah. that I follow. I want to know the whole picture. You know? I agree. And that's one of the greatest things that's takeaways that I've gotten from the podcast is reaching out to people like you, like some of the other people I've had on and fleshing that person out, making them three dimensional and really learning mm-hmm. more. Um, especially because like when you're a personality in air quotes, it's very one dimensional and it's like, okay, yeah, but who are you? Like what, you know, right. and to me, it, that's way more important. Like the why, and the how is way more important than the who and the what. So, you know, because there's 10 million police pages out there, you know, and police <laughs> influencers or whatever. So I, I agree completely. Um, yeah. And that's just that's not even for the Internet and content and stuff like that. Like, that's just people like, you know, like at the end of the day. And I hate when people like identify as their job. We talk about this all the time. Like, I hate when people <laughs> are like. Hey, who are you? What do you, you know, who are you? And they're like, oh, I'm Dave. I'm a cop. Like, no, 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 no. Who, you know, like it, it just, the rest of it means way more to me than that, than not. Yeah. Agreed. It's, I mean, listen, I, I get shit for this all the time, but like the uniform is what we do for work. It's what we do for a job. It's what we do for a paycheck. And I'm not saying that it shouldn't be an honorable job. I'm not saying right. that you shouldn't do, I'm not saying that you shouldn't do it and be proud of it. What I'm saying is that should not be your entire personality. It should Correct. not at all. Like you, that should be a very, very, very 
small part of your, who you are, you know? Right. And, and otherwise it will eat you alive. Yep. And that, and it was something we talked about um, last time we spoke, like, and then when that's gone, you lose all sense of self. Cause that's all you had. And I mean that I, I thought about that a little bit today. Like, you know, when I, when I turned in the badge and, and took a different route, that was one of my biggest hurdles was I had so much of me wrapped up in this idea, this, you know, this profession um, that when I didn't have it, it was like, okay, like I had so much pride in what I did that it became me and it, it was, took a while to get over it. No, exactly. That's why, like when my whole journey first started, like I, they had taken my gun and shield away from me. I got in trouble at work and I identified so much with the job and the career at that point when they took my gun and shield from me, bro, I, I became suicidal. Like I wanted to end my life because I did not see a future for myself outside of this profession. Like I literally would look at myself in the mirror and think about blowing my brains out with a shotgun. I didn't care about my family. I didn't care about my, my kids. I didn't care about anything else. All I cared about was who am I now? Who am I going to be without this gun and shield? And it was an important revelation to me to realize that I was so much more without that gun and shield. And that's the message I always try to convey to people. So when people think that I'm shitting on the job or I'm shitting on being a cop, I'm not. What I'm trying to tell police officers and people in general, I don't care what job it is. Yeah, I just yeah. happen to be a cop. I just want people to know that they mean so much more in the world than what they do for a living. And I want them to live the happiest, most fulfilling lives that they possibly can. And that's just what I want for them because I know what it's like to feel like being in that dark place, only identifying as one thing and having that thing taken away from me and what it did to me. And mm -hmm. it destroyed me. And not only that, like it, it just, you know, it, it's just one of those things where you just really need to wake up and step out and just look and be like, what, what am I doing? I can, I have to be so much more than this. And people are, if you're listening to this right now, I'm telling you, you are so much more than what you do for a living. You need to find hobbies. You need to enjoy your life. You need to live. You need to travel. You need to take care of yourself. You need to do those things because you are a person. And if nobody tells you this today, I care about you. Okay. I care about you. I know it's sometimes in law enforcement, we get this thing where we think nobody cares about us. And sometimes we, enjoy that feeling we think that it's us against the world right that it, batman not a, mentality yes it's not important and that's why identifying as the job also people this is the people who identify as a job and i was one of those people before i i made my whole mental and physical transformation is when people talk shit about cops because you identify as a job you take it so much more yes. to heart mm -hmm. you're like oh man this guy's talking shit about me meanwhile the reality of it is they're not talking shit about you at all. They're talking shit about the profession in general, which like, listen, what, and if you think about it as a job, you're like, okay, well, this guy's talking shit about what I do for a living. It's not who I am. I know who I am and I'm confident in that. It doesn't make a difference what the fuck they say. Yeah. I think it's one thing when you were saying that it made me think that like, it's one thing to put your identity with the job, but mm -hmm. when you tie in your self-worth too, that's where you really lose yourself. Is that like, cause that's what I felt. I felt like yeah. when I lost um, when I, when I gave up the job, I lost all purpose. You know, there was, there was no good to me. Like my pride and, you know, being what was attached to that. And I was like, oh man, you know, my, my girlfriend's losing respect for me because I'm not a cop anymore. My family doesn't, you know, think of me the same way, shit like that. Yeah. And, you know, I, I ventured down dark paths too, because of that. And it's only been, you know, it's been a little bit over a year now. 
where I've looked at this whole thing and went, you know what? I, I see exactly what you're saying. It is a job. And again, it's an honorable job. It's a, it's a, it's a very, you know, unique and important job and it's okay to have pride in your work, but leave it there. Don't put your personality and your self-worth in that as well. You know, if you look at any other profession, right. And I, I've said this in previous episodes, like, you know, an accountant doesn't, have a flag outside of his house that says accountant lives matter or the thin accountant line or shit like that. You know, like they're good at their job and they do it really well and they do a lot of it and all that stuff. But when they clock out at the end of the day, they're, they're Joe, you know, they're, they're back to being themselves. Mm. And the ones that aren't are the ones that end up down the same path we do. You're right. It's completely transferable throughout the career paths. You're right. And one of the biggest arguments that people will get like try to have with me is they'll be like, well, we're a cop and we're expected to be on duty or on 24 seven. And I, I have to have this conversation with them and be like, okay, you're expected to take, to, to take police action. If something happens in your presence, right? If you're off duty, how many times has that happened in your right, life? Okay. Right. And I'm telling you right now, I, listen, I've been doing this for 16 years. It's happened one time. Okay. And it was because I was being proactive in what was going on. It wasn't like, situation where i was just like hanging out with my family and something happened but let's say you do a 20-year police career and it happens five times okay that's a lot I'm, I'm i'm saying a lot so out of those five times let's say each time is an hour of your life so that's five hours mm-hmm. I'm, I'm overshooting it now that's five hours out of 20 years you took police action off duty. So in that five hours off duty, where you took police action, fine. You were a cop off duty, okay? <laughs> and you did your job. But the rest of the time that you were off duty and you weren't working, you should be living your life and doing whatever. I'm not – there's a difference between – and I put this up on my Twitter the other day and in my, in my Instagram story. There's a difference between being prepared for something to happen and looking for a fight. Yes. There's two that it's two totally separate things and you should not be looking for a fight all the time. You should be prepared if something happens in that time frame, but that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, I oh, absolutely agree to the point where like when I was on the job and I was off duty, like I did everything to like separate, you know what I mean? Like yeah. my mindset and just, I, if anything, I, not that I didn't go out, but I just like, Went out with a totally different mindset. I don't know. I made sure I didn't go out in the city I worked in and, and just, you know, different intentional steps to keep that all separate. But you're mm-hmm. right. Like, it's a difference between being prepared and just kind of being vigilant and not being naive to the world around you. Um, but you're you're right. You're not going to go out there and save the day. And actually, the one time I was off duty and I got involved in something, I regretted it immediately. I was like, man, you know what? I should have just fucking kept my head down and, and didn't do anything. Because it was so much more extra nonsense that I didn't have to deal with. You know what I mean? Like, Right. Even, even I, was, I was on a family trip. And we stopped at a rest stop to, you know, go to the bathroom or something on the way up. And some lady was having a medical episode or something. I think she like Mm -hmm. fell on the sidewalk or whatever. And Mm -hmm. like everyone was already there. Right. And my sister was like, Oh, go do your thing. I'm like, do what? I was like, what am I? I'm going (laughs) to dial 911 also. Like what, what else can I possibly do? And you know, but I mean, that's, she's just, she's just who she is. But you know, it's that, that kind of thing where it's like, I was like, nah, man, I'm on vacation. Like, what do you, what do you actually want me to do here? Right, exactly. And in most situations where police action is necessary, the the big, the best thing you could do is call nine one one and be the best know, witness. That's and what be I be the always... best witness that you could possibly be. And they even, 
I mean, they teach us that now. Like I said, mm-hmm. there are situations where you absolutely have to get involved. Of course. Of course those situations exist. But they are so rare. They're so rare that we do not have to live in this type of hypervigilance mindset, like stressed out all the time, like cop mode, cop mode, cop mode. It's just it's it's not it's not good for anybody. All right. Yes. And the more and the less that you are in that zone, the more you're likely to see anyway. Anyway, if something, trust me, it, any, anyway, like it's just, yeah, no, you're, yeah. you're absolutely right. And I, I agree completely. Um, so now that we've kind of broken the ice for 20 minutes, talking about everything <laughs> like that. Um, so the, the actual point of the today's conversation, even though I loved what that just was, that was great. Um, I want to talk about personal growth and right. that the path from becoming who we don't like to who we want to be. First off, um, is a ne- it should be a never-ending journey. I think you should always be focused on renovating yourself one way or another. Like never, never, because when you get comfortable, you're going to get complacent. Things are going to slide back down. Um, yeah. But it's a long road, and one of the biggest obstacles that we come across, and I'm I'm super guilty of this, is our own self. Like we get in our own way more times than not. Probably more times than a lot of other things get in our way, one reason or another. Um, so to start talking about all this, um, can you go ahead for the people that are unaware of your journey? Can you kind of give an idea of where you started to where you are now and how you got there? Sure. So uh, about six years ago, I, I I talked about it earlier in the podcast. I was over 425 pounds. I was stressed out. I was miserable. I was the most miserable fucking motherfucker you could possibly imagine on earth. Uh you know, I always say you see the person on social media right now, like ranting and raving about things they can't control. I was that guy times 100. I identified as a job. So like when people would talk about cops, I would be, get so mad about it. Um, I was like I said, I was over 425 pounds, completely overweight. Then two things happened simultaneously. I got in trouble at work. So I was forced to self-reflect. And then I also had a nightmare that I died in the line of duty by getting thrown off of a building. And at the time, I just had my daughter. I didn't have my son yet. And I just imagined like her growing up without me in this nightmare. And then I woke up and I said, what the hell am I doing with my life? I really need to change. I I, I took a deep self-reflection. And I said, I can't live like this anymore. I can't do it. But I didn't know what to, I really didn't know what to do. So I thought to myself, OK, I'm going to start taking small steps every day just to get better. What type of exercise do I like to do? Oh, okay. Me and my brother used to ride bikes back when we were kids on the bike trails. I'll start riding a bicycle. So I bought a bicycle. I, 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 and I, I started just like monitor what I was eating just to uh, keep track of what I was eating. I wasn't really doing anything serious, wasn't lifting weights. And all I would do is I bought a bike my first day. Then I rode my bike to the train, right? I, take the, I used to take the train to work. I still take the train to work, but it was a different station in Queens. And I would ride my bike to the train from my house and then the train would go to Queens and I would ride my bike from the station in Queens to where the command was. Then the first day I was riding on the way back to the train station in Queens, I got a flat tire all right, because I hit a, I hit a bump and I thought that I was just like too fat to ride a bike. I was like, that's it. I'm too fat to ride a bike. I had this, uh, you know, really negative. I, I wanted to quit my first day. I said, I, I can't I can't do this. I'm kidding myself. This is a joke. You know, I, I'm, I'm just better off just not doing anything about it. I had to walk my bike with the flat tire to the train station, call my wife, embarrassed. Yeah, I got a flat tire. She had to pick me up in the train station parking lot. And then uh, 
but I just never quit. So from there, I did that for about five months. Just the attitude that I'm going to get better every every day. And uh, then I started working out my command gym, which was a total. Listen, my command gym was probably the worst gym you've ever seen in your entire life. Uh, people complain all the time because that's part of what I do for work now about their command gyms. This is one of the worst command gyms I've ever seen. And the fact that I was able to work out there and do what I have done means that anybody can work out anywhere with the, if they really want to and they can get it done. So I made a plan. I sat on a bench in this gym, which we called Bennett's Body Shop at the time because it was in a garage. It was in a precinct garage gym. Mm-hmm. And it was an old, like, the, the precinct was so old that it used to actually be where they kept the horses. It was like in, in this garage. And uh, so it was old equipment. I sat down with a pen and paper and I wrote down, I went on bodybuilding.com and I look, oh, well, I could do this exercise here. This is, I can have this equipment. And I made a small little program for myself. And I just started every single day just getting better, uh, you know, trying to lift heavier weights, trying to just make sure that I stuck with a program that was sustainable for me. And then I started shifting my diet a little bit. And, you know, it, over a couple of years, you know, five or six years, it wasn't until like almost a year in where I even started an Instagram account. I had already lost like 60 or 70 pounds at the time. And my wife said to me, hey, you know what? You could probably help a lot of people doing this. A lot of people in your position who either work in law enforcement. At first, when I started the page, believe it or not, I didn't even want to mention the fact that I was a cop at all. I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to have anything to do with it because I, I was so scared that the you know the job or law enforcement was going to lash out at me for being on social media because that's the attitude of you know a lot of unfortunately a lot of departments in law enforcement do lash out their guys for being on social media. And it, including mine, historically, before that time period, I want to say Mike, no donuts here, if you know him, mm-hmm. he actually is a great person. And he broke the, uh, paved the way for a lot of guys because he was posting stuff online about fitness and like other stuff a long time before it was okay for anybody. And he took a lot of shit from the department and he paved the way for a lot of people. Also, obviously, administration and times change. But I started a thing and then, you know, it, it took off from there. And uh, I wound up, somebody contacted me. They're like, hey, yo, you want to be in men's health? I was in men's health uh, once online and then like later uh, a second time actually in the magazine. And then I just started slowly getting better every day, you know. And then, I mean, I could go into a bunch of other stuff about my personal life too. Like because I was doing so well just with the mindset, if my mindset wasn't, oh, I'm going to become a bodybuilder or I'm going to do this. My mindset was just become 1% better every day at doing what I'm doing. I enjoyed lifting weights. I enjoyed riding a bicycle. I enjoyed tracking my food, eating, you know, doing this stuff. And then because I was doing what I was doing and because I was successful, I was like, hey, what else can I do? Oh, you know what? The sergeant's exam is coming up. I'm going to go take the sergeant's exam. I'm going to become a sergeant. I'm going to study, see if I could do that. I did that. Okay. I, I never really wanted to be a boss. But I challenged myself. Then one challenge led to another. I'm finishing my bachelor's degree uh, pretty much as we speak. I took my last class. Congratulations. Uh, to, thank you. To my last class. I, I'm i going to get my bachelor's degree as of the end of the month. So, And then I just – I'm writing a book. I'm writing actually two books at once. You know, surprise if anybody's listening. <laughs> you know, if you see me posting continuously on my story, like huge news coming December 1st, that's what's coming December 1st. I'm putting out two projects. 
that uh, are going to be pretty great. They're going to be a a good surprise, I feel. And then, uh, you know, I just continue to get better every single day. And I I encourage everybody out there, if you go into any life-changing thing and you think that you're going to change overnight, you're not going to do it overnight. You just have to go into into it with the attitude of like, you know what, tomorrow I'm going to do a little bit better than yesterday. And then just go into that every Mm -hmm. single day. Just try your hardest and realize that you're going to mess up along the way. And I've messed up plenty. But as long as you go into it with the attitude of I'm going to get 1% better every day, you can get better every day. Yeah. And that's exactly what I was talking about before about like always constantly renovating yourself, going along the Mm -hmm. way. Like there's no end goal for you. And that's important. Like you have goals. Goals are important, but there's no end goal. You're just, you just want to keep building on the progress you're doing. Like it started out that you, again, 1% better each day. And that's, that's amazing. And that's the key. And as you said, as you started knocking down these goals and started, you know, moving along, that gave you the confidence and kind of the, the motivation to try different things, go different routes. And I mean, would Aaron six years ago had any idea or inclination or motivation to write a book to, you know, do the things you're doing today? No, what? Listen, no way. All right. You know, those Instagram trolls who are in the comment well. well I got to say that as negative as a person as I was, I would never comment in somebody's Instagram or Facebook comments some negative shit, all right? But I would have been a person just like that who thinks things like that in my mind negatively about somebody who is being successful. You know, I would have been that guy. I, like, like I said, one of my things, uh, one of my social media profiles says reformed hater. And that's exactly what I was, you know what I mean? Like, so no, I definitely <laughs> would not have seen myself doing any of the stuff that I'm doing now currently ever. Right. And, you know, when you talk about those people, the trolls and the, and the people that kind of make the negative comments, chances are it's because they're so unhappy with their own situation that the only way for them to feel any kind of better is to bring try to bring other people down. So that way you guys are both in this pool of misery together. A hundred percent, man, because I'm telling you right now, like there isn't a, a single minute where I see something I don't like on the Internet. And I, I, I see some like crazy. We both see some crazy shit on the Internet. People do like say the most outlandish stuff that you could possibly ever imagine. Never in a million years am I like, hey, you know what? I'm going to say something. No, I don't even care. I move on. Like, I move, you know, I, I move on. Like, I, I, you know. Right. And, you know, it, it's kind of funny because I, you know, I, I've read books and read posts and see videos like, oh, if you want to up your algorithm, you got to comment more. And I'm like, I hate commenting <laughs> on people's shit, man. Like, yeah. what am I going to say? Ha, ha, ha. Or like, whenever I get involved yeah. in the comments, it always goes sideways, and I, I hate comment trolls. You know, I just yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like you'll make a joke, and people will think you're being serious, and then you'll get attacked for that. That happened to me pretty recently. Uh, long story, but you know, um, but I just try to comment on positive. You know, anybody who's like working out or doing something positive, I'll be like, hey, you know, a great job. You know, you're doing great. I'll just even put up like a couple like bicep flex emojis just to like let them know that I see them <laughs> that and they're there. doing a great yeah. job. You know, just let them know that, you know, listen, I support you. You're doing a great job, especially the way with the, the way everything works with social media now. You know, not many things get served to many people who they want. I don't even see half the people anymore that I want to get served posts from. So when I do mm-hmm. see them, I make sure that they know that like, hey, look, I see you. I appreciate what you're doing because you know what? That means a lot. It goes a long way. There's days where like i'm having like the shittiest day ever and like somebody like send me a message or somebody will see me in in the street or somebody will see me like you know on the job and be like hey man listen i just want to let you know that like you know what you said really like resonated with me or like you know it helped me or like changed my life something like that like that means a lot to me because there's days Mm -hmm. i don't know about you there's days i've been doing this a long time where i'm like i don't want to fucking do this social media shit anymore 
Like yeah. it just gets draining on you. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And it, it, yeah. And people just, like that. Just today, I was like, you know what? I need to take a break. I need to <laughs> step aside. It's just, yeah. you know, because because that algorithm and all the different you know hoops you got to jump through to, for people to see your shit. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. Tough, so man. for someone to reach out and be like, hey, just want to let you know. And it goes back to like the opposite of those hater comments. Like mm-hmm. a, a kind word goes a long way, whatever, whatever yeah. it is. But especially if someone like you or I puts a lot of effort into what we're doing, mm-hmm. even outside of social media, to have some level of appreciation for what you're doing, that it goes a long way. Yeah, no, it definitely goes a long way. You know. Uh... Yeah. Um, I also wanted to make mention that uh, you were talking about your department social media policies have definitely gone lax really lax if you go to certain uh certain after <laughs> after hour functions yeah, yeah 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 definitely listen every to each to every person their own like mm-hmm. so i'm one of those people like i don't care i do not care what people post on social media i just won't follow you right i don't follow the people who dance around in uniform i just don't do it you know it's right. just not something that i would personally do if they want to do it hey Good for good for them, but like I said, like somebody should have a conversation with them and like make sure that they're trying to send the message that they're trying to send and be appropriate about it. But like I don't care. There's people that you know, uh, people come up to me like, oh, yo, what do you think about this guy? What this guy does? I'm like, oh, like I don't care. Whatever he does, he does. You know, I, you know, yeah, I don't yeah. Know. But yeah, I think it's a good thing that social media policies have gotten lax, and and it's one of the things is like I can't be like, you know what. The department or somebody's department should really crack down on that person because then you know what they're gonna go for them and then they're gonna come for me too even though I'm trying because that's exactly what happens yeah, everybody gets yeah. swept everybody will get swept up in the same thing and then I'll be like nope here's a blanket policy you can't do or say anything anymore and then it just gets annoying and then the people who are trying to do the right thing and do the positive thing get taken out with the people who should you know oh who are not and it, it sucks so right and that's a that's a dangerous spiral to get on because yeah. when you do have people posting positivity or doing things in the right, right way they get caught up in the nonsense so i think you're mm-hmm. absolutely right so mm-hmm. to get back on the topic so as you're going through this and it, you know day one is always a great day right you're super motivated you're like hey this is something i'm gonna get done uh for me day one week one is really easy but as we start getting to week two, week three, that motivation starts lacking. And then it's mm-hmm. like, all right, do I still want to do this? Do I still want to keep up with this? And that's typically probably like month one is when things start getting hard or less fun, right? Because you've been doing it for right. a while. There's nothing new anymore at that point. You know, when you talk about like the first of January every year, right? Everyone's super motivated. <laughs> but by like January 15th, everyone's gone. Um, yeah. What do, what do you say to that? Like, where where does that consistency over time get beaten into you? People really need, when they start a pro, pro program, uh, first of all, they really need to evaluate what their why is. I think that is the most important thing, right? If your why is not strong enough, and listen, everybody has a why that's strong enough. They just haven't thought about it, okay? If you're, but if your why is not strong enough and you haven't thought about it, chances are you're not going to stick with the plan. You're not going to keep being motivated because motivation is very fleeting. Motivation is like, hey, I'm motivated today. Tomorrow I'm not motivated. I want to say most days I feel pretty motivated, but like there's a lot of fucking days that I do not want to get up. I do not want to do shit. I saw this great thing. It was about. Uh, David Goggins and David Goggins is the beast of all beasts. I mean, you see this guy running marathons every single day out there with no shirt on going hard all the time. And it was this thing. He said, he's like, yo, I procrastinate like a motherfucker. He's like, there'll be some days where I stare at my running shoes for two hours 
before I put them on and I go out for a run. And that really resonated with me because there's some days I don't want to do this shit, but I will fucking do it even though I don't want to because my why is very strong. And my why has evolved. My why started, obviously, I want to save myself and I want to be a better husband, a better father and all this stuff. And I want to be alive for my kids and my wife. And it started there. And that still exists. But I have it otherwise now. Like I just want to be successful in what I do and like obviously coaching. I want to be an example for other people out there that they can do this, you know, like whether it be in my career or not my career. I just I, I want to be that also. So I want to I have all these other individual lives. And not only that, this is one of the best things about starting a social media page is that people think that it's going to be all negative people talking shit. It's not. Those people, it's so much harder to fail in public right mm-hmm. so when you're in private and you start a fitness program you're like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna get in shape and all this shit yeah great that's a goal you make to yourself maybe a couple friends know it but if you're out there on social media and you're like i'm gonna do this now a couple thousand people or a couple hundred people see you out there and they're gonna know that you fucked up and they're looking at you and they're watching you and just that mindset also has led to me be like hey you know what I can't let myself down. I can't let my family down. I can't let, even though they're strangers, I may not know them. I may know them, whatever. I can't let these people down either. Right. Like it it helps me too. It's that accountability. Yes. And when I I tell you all the time, like the good comments that I get or the people that come up to me or the people that send me messages and they're like, Hey, listen, you really motivated me. You really did this stuff. Like a lot of times when I don't want to fucking do it, I think about that shit. And I'm like, I can't let that motherfucker down. That motherfucker is looking at me right now and saying, hey, you know what? I don't want to do it. So I, even though I don't want to do it, I got to do it for him. Mm-hmm. I got to do it for that person who reached out and told me that I saved their life, that I helped them. There's all these things that play into it. And like, even if you're just starting out after that week or so, just know that you may not think that you're doing a good thing. Like, But there are other people out there who are going to see you, who are not going to acknowledge that they see what you're doing, and they're going to use you as an example. And they're using you as an example right now. I don't care if it's your kid. I don't care if it's your wife. I don't care if it's your friend. They're looking at you, and they're saying, damn, man, maybe if if he's doing it, I could fucking do it. And you got to remember that when you go in there, and you got to live the best life you possibly can. Because it's the only way that this world gets better is people see good examples and you have to be that example for other people. And remember that why. Remember why you're doing this. And just keep on fucking keeping on, even when you don't want to. Right. And even if you don't have, you know, if you look back on your own story and you don't have that person, right? Like, you know, you didn't have that motivating person or the, you know, that mm-hmm. idol you were looking up to. Be who you needed, right? Like, if you are yes. completely self-started, be who you needed then. And that's just going to continue to pay it forward for people behind you. Exactly. Like I grew up, I had a pretty fucked up life. I was a very, I was an abused kid. Like, uh, you know, my stepfather was like very abusive and like, I, I, that's why I in my profile, like be the person you needed when you were younger. And I just went, I go into everything with that mindset of from when I was a kid, like pretty much it was like survive or die, like, like survive, you know, or die. And like, it was just me and my brother against the world at that time. And, like, I go into everything with that same mindset of, you know, like, I have to be the person that I needed when I was younger. So I have to be, you know, the my, my own example, my own hero. You know what I mean? And that's what you have to be. You have to remember, you know, there's going to become a point where you are going to go to heaven or go to the afterlife or whatever the fuck it is you believe in. Right. And you are going to meet. It's going to be you and it's going to be the person that you were meant to be. And you guys are going to see each other. Right. And you better hope 
that you're the same person staring back at each other. That, that's a that's a really good thought process to have, and and really, you know, I don't know. It's just it to me. I don't understand, and this is something when I was on the road and I would see people like it's hard for me to see people who accept less than their full potential for themselves. Even, even like personally, like family, I see them doing things and I'm like, come on, I know you can do so much more. Stop making excuses for yourself. Stop doing this. And it gets very frustrating because I've never had that mindset. I've always had this, obviously I can get down on myself and that, you know, that plays a big role in it as well. But I've always kind of been forward moving even, even through dark times. But for people that have issues doing that, like, just keep that what you just said, keep that in your mind and like as your as your way. And when you're talking about your why, it sounds like to me, as it's gone for you, as it's transformed, would you almost say that your why has gotten bigger than yourself? Like it's not oh, it's, always a hundred like sometimes it's me, right? Your why has to come there has to be the main why, especially when you first start out. But your why will evolve and grow and that why will still be there, the same why. But you'll eventually have other whys that creep in there that you will turn to as, as well, you know. Mm-hmm. And and what you said, like people accepting mediocrity, right? And it's because, yo, I have a T-shirt that says it. It says comfort kills, man. And I'm telling you right now, people get comfortable and they are so fucking afraid to change anything in their life because they're afraid they might fail. They're afraid something bad might happen to them. You know, they're afraid to evolve. So they stick in this one place and they will never grow. And they're just going to resent not doing that when they're on their deathbed, they're going to resent not doing shit with their life because they were afraid. Oh yeah. And I, this is the same. I have to check in with myself all the time too. The second I start to, I'll start accomplishing a goal. I'll start to get comfortable. I'll be like, time out. Wait a second. I'm too comfortable. Something's wrong. I need to reevaluate and I need to do something. I need to do something else. I need to change something to get a little bit more uncomfortable again to grow. Otherwise, you're going to be stagnant. You're going to be the same person that you were five, ten years from now. And it's very sad. It's super sad to me that people are just perfectly happy just living the mediocrity lifestyle. And then those are the same people, though, that will look at everybody else. They'll look at, like, pictures of J-Lo and be like, oh, you know – Fuck her. She has all the best doctors and whatever in the world. They make every excuse for the reason that she is the way she is. Like she had something that they didn't have, which, okay, maybe she did, but not everybody did. I know plenty of people in the gym, mothers, uh, single moms with many kids who look better than J-Lo. Okay. They made it happen. You got to get uncomfortable and make it happen. It kind of, it goes back to, you know, that, that constant self-improvement. Like if you're looking around and you're surrounded by people who are just as good as you, it's time to find a new room. Like, you got to go find, I like keeping people around and talking to people that make me want to get better. They're in a place mm. that I want to be, and I aspire to be them. Um, that's, you know, that's one of the re- reasons I enjoy talking to you. Like, I see things in you that I'm like, man, I, I want that. I want to be like that. You know, and it, it, there's multiple people like that. And there's some where... Uh, I talked about it in previous previous episode talking about like mentors and stuff. There's some mm. that are in it for the wrong reasons. They are there for the personal gratification of helping, of not helping people, but like they enjoy just being that that Otis celebrity. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then there's some that genuinely are like, "Hey, let me let me help someone else out." And those are the ones we need to seek out and and not idolize. That's not the right word, but hold in a different light because they, you know. 
they aspire us to be that much better and they give a shit at that point. Yeah. No, you're right. I, I couldn't agree more. You know, there is a difference between the two. Like I said, there's the cloud chasers and there's the people who like genuinely want to help people. And you could tell the difference between the two of them because people who want to help people will say a lot of uncomfortable shit that's may or not may or may not hit right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, but yeah. it's coming from their heart. And I say this to people like all the time is like, I will say things that I know people are not going to want to hear. And I know that it's going to cost me, I don't know, a thousand followers or, you know, people like talking shit to me and like sending me death. I don't, but I don't care. Right. Because it comes from a place of love and caring and Mm -hmm. people who actually care about you are going to make you uncomfortable. If you agree with something that everybody says, you're in a cult. Yeah. You know, and you have to, you have to step away. You got to break away from that. Yeah. There are people that I've reached out to, whether it be a personal journey, business journey, uh, law enforcement journey. And when I reach out to them looking for like that mentor, you know, help me along the way type thing. And all they do is just flex their own shit. Like, oh man, look what I've got. Look what I'm doing over here. And I'm like, all right, so you're not, you're, well, you know, being silly now, but you're not my spiritual guide. I need to move on to someone else here. Mm. Um, and it's really important that people see through that bullshit. And I think some people, when they're when they're doing that and they're trying to get better, kind of ignore it. They put the blinders on, like, no, 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 this is this is good for me. This is what I need. They pay those gurus. They pay the you know the the charlatans out there. And it's like, no, man, like, focus on the good people. And even if, if like I'm not even talking like personal life coaches and things like that that you pay, just people in life. Um, mm-hmm. You got you got to make sure that if you're going to attach to somebody or you know you're going to be inspired by people, it's got to be someone legitimate and someone that's uh in it for you know the right reasons if they're in it at all you know sometimes sometimes people are unwittingly um or unknowingly helpful you know they just exist and you kind of just watch them from the side um, yeah those are different things that i've this. noticed in my path i gotta tell you though like honestly the way you said um you were like oh yeah, you know i see people who are you know where i want to be and like i'm like okay i gotta get there and like I got to tell you like that I have the same attitude and I think that that's the win- that's legitimately the winner's attitude man like because the difference between people who win and people who lose is people who lose and will lose forever are people who see people who are where they want to be and they say fuck that guy they say that guy's got something that you know he's special or mm-hmm. he he got there because of this or he did this or because of this Whatever it may be, I don't care what it is, all right? But the people who are going to win are the people who say, hey, you know what? That I like how that guy's living. I like what he's doing. I see what he's doing. I want to get there. I have to get there. I'm going to find out what it takes to get there, and I'm going to do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. That is the main difference. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, mindset, you know, it's it's we live mm-hmm. in a victim mindset society. And, oh, big time. Um, when you when you start doing that, when you start passing blame, why does this person have something I don't have? Oh, it's because this, that, or the other. J Lo has money. J Lo has the best doctors. Right. That's a victim mindset. You're making yourself a victim to your circumstances, um, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous. You know, like you are in control. You're not in control of what J Lo has. You're not in control of what Aaron. Ha- well, you are. I'm not control right. what you have. Right? <laughs> right. I I am in control of what I've got. So maybe, you know, maybe I don't have Aaron's millions of dollars. Right. But I have 
what I've got around me. What can I do with that to yes. get me to where I need to be? And it's that, that forward thinking uh, for me, it's that stoic thinking of like, this yes. is what I can control. So I'm going to use it and it gets tough. Right. And, and that's kind of something I was dealing with today was like, when I looked at what I can control, it's like, all right, how do I control this? And it, it's, I mean, that's the game of life, right? Like seeing what we've got, seeing our obstacles and working with them. Yeah. No, that's it, man. What can you control? What can you not control the things you can let go of the things you can't. Yeah. That's it. If you if people just did that, it, their lives would be so much better. They don't even realize it. And then, listen, they, the Stokes have been telling us, us this for uh, hundreds of years now. So, mm-hmm. uh, we're, but people just don't want to listen to it. Like I said, the ego just gets in the way and, right. you know, it's so much easier to blame everybody else instead of realizing, yo, you know what? I have what I have. I got to work with that and I'm going to do the best that I possibly can within my own sphere of influence and then just work from there. Right. I was talking in a therapy session recently and I was talking about all the different endeavors that I have going on. And he was like, and I was like, yeah, you know, I just, you know, once I start catching up, I take a day off, then I'm behind and blah, blah, blah. He goes, well, why are you taking days off? He's like, if you keep getting steps back when you take days off, like maybe you're not ready to take a day off yet. Like keep, keep working, keep getting ahead, doing that. Mm-hmm. And that, that really resonated with me in the session. And at first when I, when I was like ruminating on it, I was like, well, he's telling me to burn myself out, but that's not what was being said at all. It was, you know, mm-hmm. keep working. Don't, don't, don't lax. And when we, I think of like plateauing, right? Like when you hit a goal and it's like, all right, I hit it. I can chill. I can, you know, get whatever, but then you're going to get that comfort and then you're going to dip back down. Whereas if you just keep steadily working and, you know, maybe not go as hard one day as another or whatever, like that, that let that be like an active rest. Um, mm. I feel like that's another way of like just staying on the path and constantly moving forward and, and things like that, getting you out of your own way. Yeah. A hundred percent. You always have to do something to just get a little bit better. Even if it's just, like you said, just going there, maybe not working as hard. I always say there's days I don't feel like it. So I'll go to the gym. I'll lie to myself. That's what you have to do is you have to lie to yourself. And be like, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna do a little bit. I'm not gonna do that much. Mm-hmm. And then by the time you get in there and you start working out, you start just falling right back into the rhythm, and you'll start to like right, right. Once feel the good once yourself, the endorphins right. start hitting, and you're like, you yep. know what? Let me just keep pushing, pushing. Um, for me, you know, uh, it's been probably nine months or so that I've been on doing this whole CrossFit thing, and I'll see the workout, and I'll be like, fuck, I, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lollipop it in, right? Like nothing major, <laughs> just kind of get through it. And once like five minutes into it. And I lost track of, you know, sets and time and shit like that. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm in it. I'm in the pool. Yeah, Let's yeah. just start paddling. You know what I mean? I and, can't quit. I can't quit now, man. Right, <laughs> right. Exactly. And even when, like, you feel like, all right, I'm about to pass out. Well, you know, when I pass out, that's when it's time to quit. Like, yeah, exactly. just keep going. And um, I think that's important, too. And mm-hmm. I've used this analogy before. Like, when we train for law enforcement, we're trained to not quit, right? You don't give up. You get shot with a sim round. You didn't die. Keep Mm. going. And Mm. you need to use that to me. You need to use that mindset for everything you do. Like we don't, Mm. we don't train to die. Right. So just keep pushing. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's a good, strong, full steam ahead mentality to have when you're, when you're working on something you really want. You have to, there's, there's going to be plenty of stuff that's going to get in your way. What's going to determine if you really want it or not is whether you give up or not, you know? And, and the people who are successful, all they did was work longer than you did. We'll work longer than the person that quit. Trust me. That's it. They just got right. better at their craft for longer, a longer period of time, and uh, they, they made it happen. 
Yeah, we just last time uh, we talked before doing this, I was telling you posted something. I can't remember what you posted, but it was something about like work ethic and keep pushing and always being the guy, first guy in the gym, last guy in the gym. Oh, that's what it was. It was someone who was filming you. He was like, this motherfucker was in the gym before I got here, and he's <laughs> yeah. still there. And I sent you that clip yeah. about Kobe Bryant and where yes, uh, the, he was playing the Bulls and and Jason Williams was playing, and you know he he was like, oh man, I'm gonna beat Kobe there. Nope, Kobe was there, and Kobe kept going. And basically he said, like, I needed to let you know that no matter what, I'm going to out-train you. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And I feel like we all need to have that mentality. And there were times when if I was going to, like, a traditional gym and, and you know, I feel like everybody has this. When you go to a traditional gym, there's a guy there. You may not know him, whatever. <laughs> you're like, all right, I'm 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 working out against him. And I would make sure that I would stay until after he left just to, like, yeah. that would be that would be my goal for that, that workout. And, um, like, you know, this, I was like, this motherfucker is not leaving. I got shit to do, but you know, just like little games like that to me, like play, play tricks with your mind and shit like that. Oh, hell yeah, man. I play so many tricks with my mind. Sometimes like if I'm like going for a heavy set or something, I will like imagine that somebody in the gym is watching me do this. They're a hundred percent not. Okay. They're a hundred percent not. But in my mind, I will make up, yo, this motherfucker's watching. I'm going to show him something like, and the. I, nobody's watching me, all right? But I'm making this up in my head, mm-hmm. you know? You have yeah. to do that sometimes. You've right? got you it. Gotta you make gotta... up, you got to make up imaginary beef. Yeah, man. Sometimes, <laughs> it works you know, a lot. You gotta... Yeah, you got to yeah. be your own hype man sometimes. Like, you know, yeah, like, yeah. or even like if I'm listening to some music and I'm like, all right, this is this is my this is my anthem, man. This is coming out. Like, this yeah, is yeah. the big thing. Just little things to hype me up. And uh, it's, a, I mean, all that's important to me. Um, yeah. I'm a, you know, we've talked about it. I'm a big music guy. So music always yeah, me too, moves man. me. And, mm-hmm. um, I actually, I just added your playlist onto my, my Spotify. I was like, all right, let me see. Let me see what, let me see what Aaron's working out to and see how that yeah. goes. It's a good mix, man. Yeah, man. I listen to it like every day. So yeah, I, I uh, get tired of it. I've got one of mine too. It's kind of gotten so varied at this point. I made one list years ago when I first got Spotify. Cause I used to have something, I can't remember what it was, but. Um, I would just start adding random ass songs and it became, it was a gym playlist and it turned into something totally different. Yeah. And so like, I'm listening to it in the gym and you know, I'm listening to something hard and then something like light and fruity comes out. I'm like, what Maroon five, why did yeah, I get in there? Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. I guess I'm lifting heavy to sugar right now or something. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, absolutely, man. So we're going to kind of start wrapping it up, but what I wanted to ask you about is like along the path, right? There's, you're going to, your biggest obstacle is going to be yourself. What do you do when the negative self-talk comes in? When like things start getting hard and you start questioning everything, how do we basically tell ourselves to shut the fuck up? How do we do that? I mean, you literally just have to tell yourself to shut the fuck up or listen, self-reflect, think about how far you've came. You've, you've come this far. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just don't quit. Like I literally have to tell myself sometimes to shut the fuck up. There's this picture that I put up, and I, I I love it. It's just me in the mirror, and I'm giving myself the finger. Like you really, I think I just saved that one actually. You have to just look at yourself and be like, "Fuck you!" No, you're not quitting. Like both ways, right? Look how far you've come, and then look at where you were before you started, and how much you not doing shit or living the life that you were living before fucked you up and got you to the shitty point that you were at before you started improving, before you started making yourself better. And you got to remember, you don't ever want to be that way again. You don't ever want to be in that place ever again. You got to constantly live that mantra in your mind every single day and just remind yourself. And it will just, 
it's not going to be easy, but you just have to work on it every single day. Right. What is that? I mean, what is that age old saying, right? I didn't come this far to only come this far. And I mean, that is just a hundred percent the way I look at things like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, whatever the case may be, we're, we're kind of talking about physical, but it doesn't have to be, it can be, you know, whatever you're doing in your personal life, in your relationships, mm-hmm. in your business, whatever it might be. And also right here, look, I did save it. Came up on Facebook. Nice. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Thank um, you. Yeah, it, it just it came up, I think, on my personal Facebook, and I was like, I, I needed this today, you know? And I think little things like that, right? Like little little Facebook quotes or whatever, like, they have their place too, man. If it, whatever it is, if it motivates you, like, again, going back to the stoic quote, right? Like, uh, that which falls on the fire becomes f- fuel for the fire. So whether it's, like, yes. an obstacle, whether it's something small, like, let it fuel you. Um, I was listening I... to a – go ahead. I was just going to say that. I was going to say some days it's going to be your supporters that get you through it. Some days it's going to be your haters that get you through it. Some days it's going to be you. Some days it's going to be some random shit that you see on the street or somebody else you see in the gym or somebody you see in life. Just find inspiration in absolutely anything. You know what I mean? Like use whatever it is that you possibly can to add fuel to that fire. That's that's a perfect way to put it. Yeah. I've – um. I was listening to a podcast. I can't remember which one at this point, but they said, uh, imagine you're chopping a tree down, right? Mm-hmm. Or no, I'm sorry. You're, you're building, you're building a, a fire and you're chopping a tree down or chopping limbs off the tree. And out of nowhere, another tree falls right on your fire. Like you're going to be like, Oh fuck, look, he landed on my fire. Let me just go away. No, <laughs> like use what you've got. Like that, that just, you know, so I think that's important. I think we're so, quick to look at the negatives and the shit that comes to us mm-hmm. and be like, Oh, well that's, that's the end of it. Like, let's say, you know, you get injured, you get hurt, things like that. You can't work out the way you were. Well, there's other ways around doing what you're doing, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I have, again, it goes down to that victim's mentality, which it's, it's so for me easy to avoid. Well, I've gotten better at avoiding the victim's mentality, but you know, we all kind of fall back into that time to time. I always think of that Jay Z quote. I will not lose. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. that's. I mean, yeah. That's that's a great one. Especially, <laughs> you know, that, that's. I agree. Um, mm. Aaron, I've got a couple more questions for you. This, these sure, are going to come go. from the the Instagram uh, group. So we've got one. Uh, this guy wants to know how you living. I'm living large, man. I, <laughs> I, uh, I'm living great. Honestly, I couldn't be happier. Like I said, I'm just accomplishing goals, loving my family. And living my life and balancing it all. I mean, sometimes it gets hectic, but listen, I absolutely love my life. It's great. It's awesome. And um, thank you for asking that. Yeah. Um, this one says, how do you stay motivated and don't say discipline? I, how do I stay motivated and don't say discipline? Uh, mm. I don't always stay motivated. And I said it previously, there's days that I'm just like, I don't want to do this shit. And uh, motivation just doesn't you know, exist. 100% of the time, it's not going to exist. But what I rely on in times like that um, is just thinking about just getting a, better a little bit, you know. And um, I don't want to be the person that quits, you know. I think about people who are where I want to be, right? I think about the David Gogginses of the world. I think about the Cameron Haynes of the world. I think about the rock or like people like this, people who just works 
Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan. I mean, these are just some people, just to name a few people. And they didn't get to where they are and to be the person that they are by giving up or quitting or anything. You know, they have a winner's mindset. They want to win at all times. And that's where I want to be, too. And that's what keeps me motivated. I agree. And, it, you know, that that one percent mindset that we were talking about a little bit mm-hmm. every day and, and just, you know, who who's looking at you? For support, right. for exactly. you know, for inspiration. I agree. And people well, are always, well, and I don't care how small of a following you have. There's always people that are watching you. Always, even if it's always. like I didn't realize how much of an impact I had on like my little mm-hmm. nieces and nephews until years later when they said, "Like, man, I saw you growing up, and I saw the <sighs> shit that you were dealing with, and like, I was like that dude." And I, I, to me, I mean, I never saw that coming. And I live with these people, yeah. you know, and exactly, it could be something so small as that. Yeah. Uh, next one. This is from another follower. No questions, but stand up dude and equally inspiring transformation. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Uh, next one. When will the city turn itself around? I don't know, man. Listen, I, I listen, first of all, I'm in the city every day and yes, there are, there is a lot of things that are out of control, but like, I just feel like the news in general, people got to turn off the news and just go the fuck outside, man. Cause like, I'm in the city every single day and yes, there's homeless, there's violence, there's things that happen, but like, I don't see that stuff every single day. Same thing. Like I was just in Chicago, right? People were like, don't go to Chicago. You're going to die. And like, whatever. Chicago is a beautiful city. Milwaukee, another city that people to like, Oh, don't go there. It's a terrible Mm -hmm. place. I had a great time. It was just go outside. So when is the city going to turn itself around? Obviously we have issues with bail reform and things like that. And, and, uh, other issues like that, which definitely need to change. Um, you know, when people get arrested and they're out the next day, it's, it's you know, what are the consequences? And, and that's what it comes down to, too. Also, mental health treatment, right? Mental health treatment should be provided to everybody. And I think what people don't fail to realize is that a lot of the people out there who are criminals, who do have mental health related issues, who are homeless, also have mental health related issues. I actually just, this is what I wrote my final college paper on is pretty much if we treated people as kids for mental health issues, it would cut down so much severely on both crime and homelessness. And it it would, it would be insane, Mm -hmm. you know, but we don't do that because we want these people to go away, but we also don't want to spend the money that it would take to help these people to make it go away. You know? So I think there's there's a lot of issues uh, in both of those things. Yeah, and and you know I'm on I'm on the outside looking in, so my my opinion may may be a little slanted, but I think in all those situations, you know, I talk to people from New York, Chicago, L.A., all the big cities, Philly. Um, mm-hmm. My my opinion on all that is work on what you can control. What we were talking about before, yeah. right? Like all those things that you mentioned, the homelessness, the bail reform, even even you know the situations in mental health. Is there something that you can do right now for it? I mean, maybe there is. Maybe, you know, maybe, but right. there's probably not. So, you know, you can't control those things. You can't control what the, the mayor's doing or what the city council's doing yes. or the government. Work on what you can do, you know? So right. even if that's just what you can deal with on your tour of duty, focus on that. Like, it's yes. not it's not going to change overnight, so focus on what you can do. Exactly. That's why I don't worry about politics. I don't worry about the brass. I don't worry about any of that because I can't, you know, I right. can't control that. Right. My, well, my, my, my question was going to be, when are we going to be talking about Mayor Aaron Lohman? But 
Oh, never, man. No <laughs> I, 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 honestly, I couldn't do that to my family. I, yeah. I couldn't do it. You know, I, listen, I'm going to tell you straight up. There are times I balance my my between absolutely despising politicians and then running for office. Like, it's just like, which one, but I, I literally can't, I don't think I could do that to my family. Like, uh, you know, right. I kind of go, go to that. I mean, I've always had an interest in politics, like before it became Mm. a circus that it is these days. (laughs) Um, but again, you know, cause I, I got that, like that old mindset of like, be the change you want to be in the world. Right. But you know what? At the same time, why has it got to be the macro? Why can't I worry about the micro and just be the change of my, circle and right exactly 100 percent. so and then that was i mean that was one of the things that kind of motivated me to become a cop too like what can i do in my individual body to help the citizens or you know whatever it might be uh next one again no question just thank both of us for continuing to be inspirations so thank you there's that one it means a lot Uh, yeah, it it does. And again, these are the little messages where, like, if I'm having a shitty day, which today wasn't a great day, uh, it's like, oh, okay, look at that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this one I don't get. Maybe you get it. Uh, it says, stop treating the troops like shit and stop thinking about yourselves. You know who you are. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're talking about, like, the, the brass and uh, whoever it is. But, uh, yeah, no, I agree. Stop treating people underneath you like shit. Uh, this is why I... I'm fortunate enough to talk to people who get promoted to sergeant and lieutenant, and I talk to them about leadership and how to hopefully uh, be an effective leader by being a normal human being, and hopefully that resonates with them, uh, at least in my department. And I listen. I wish any department out there that wants to come invite me to talk to whoever. I'm I'm glad to come. Just pay, just pay for my room and board and the flight, and I'll, I'll gladly come out there and talk to them. I would love to do that. I agree. Um, we'll, we'll see, we'll see if we can, we can get you down to South Florida. Um, (laughs) um, all right. So the next round is just, these are my questions. This is like my new thing to end the, end the show. Um, these are kind of, I call it the mental minute, but I don't, I got rid of the timer. So here we go. Just don't think about too hard. Here we go. What's the best book you've read recently? Recently it was Cameron Haynes's book endure. What is something you do to ground yourself? This is going to sound really stupid. But like, if I feel myself starting to get, and uh, there's a whole biological explanation behind it, is yo, bro, just take a deep breath. That's it. And I used to tell my guys this all the time, even in, at work. Like, you're about to pull over a car, you're all hyped up. You'll just take one breath. Just like one breath. You find yourself looking at the phone and you're getting stressed out. Just take one breath. It grounds you immediately. And then obviously the gym. Mm-hmm. What do you do for self care? Uh, work out. I think about i write i think about you know uh gratitude practices is huge, huge. before you go to That's bed huge, yep. uh think about everything you've accomplished think about everything in your life that you have that you're blessed to have and um i, I mean what else would i do uh eat right mm-hmm. uh make sure that i spend time with my family and uh i talk shit to people on social media <laughs> <laughs> right you know? yeah yeah uh, would you open an envelope with your death date written on the inside? No. Why not? Uh, I'd rather not know. I'd rather just uh, live my life the best I could possibly can. I always have this because I'm going to tell you right now. I always live every single day like that. And that date and that death envelope is tomorrow. Um, there is nothing that I would do any differently with my life currently. If I were to die tomorrow, I'd be perfectly happy the way things have turned out, the way things have uh, have worked out. Mm-hmm. So 
I feel if I knew that date that I would live completely differently. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to have that feeling. It's the same way. Like I, whenever I find my, there's, we always know people in our lives, right? Where they're like, Oh yeah. You know, they found out they had cancer and they died two weeks later. Well, I would rather just fucking not know and just die in two weeks. That's just me. I, I don't know. Yeah. But you know, yeah. then that last two weeks, all you're thinking about is like, is today the day is today the day. So to me, I would just rather just not know. Yeah. And you know, it, again, that kind of goes, that plays with my stoic mentality where mm-hmm. like, you know, if you live every day, like I'm going to die when I go to sleep. Then when you wake up in the next morning, you're playing with the house money. Like, Oh, we got a brand yeah. new game. This is Hell great. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, you leave nothing left unsaid, nothing mm-hmm. left undone, you know? And that's to me, that, yep. that makes it more fulfilling. That makes every day more fulfilling. Yep. Absolutely. Would you be friends with yourself? Absolutely, I would. Would I be friends with myself six years ago? No. But would I be friends with myself now? 100%. What do you want from other people? What do I want from other people? Integrity, uh, honesty, and uh, that's it. I don't expect loyalty from people because I know, like, shit happens. But, like, integrity to me is the biggest thing uh, on earth where, like, that's why you won't see me – Every relationship that I have, whether it be with a, a, a local business or something, is just based on purely relationship. Like I know them personally. Like most of the people I have relationship, I want to say, like I don't make money from anybody. So the relationships I have with people are strictly because I like them and I enjoy them and like I respect them. And uh, I think there's too many people out there these days just looking to have these relationships that elevate them, as opposed to having elevate them in the social uh, sphere or social media mm-hmm. sphere, as opposed to elevating them as a person. And uh, I think it just integrity is you just be who you say that you are, be who you claim to be. And I expect that I have that for myself. So I expect the same from, if I'm going to be friends with you, you better have that same integrity mentality. Right. That's good. I like that. Be real. What sort of impact are you looking to make and how are you going to make it? Uh, I just want people to know that there's always you, – you can improve no matter how bad you think you have it or how down you think you are because I've been there. I've been in some really crazy situations where like I look back on my life and I think how the hell did I ever survive and make it here. I just want people to know that they can change and that there's always hope and you can shift your mindset to live the best possible life you could possibly be. And how am I going to do that? I do it every day on social media. I try to convey that people could be different. They could live whatever life they want to live. Uh, like I said, I'm writing books on it, and hopefully, you know, people check that out. And uh, I want to speak to the world. Listen, man, I want to speak to the world. I my goal is I just want to go out. I just want to talk to people and just like talk to people and let them know what is really possible out there in the world for them if they really put their mind to it and just didn't give up on themselves. And they don't have to. Very good. Uh, what do you think is the meaning of life? I'm not going to go all Buddha and be like suffering is the meaning of life. Right. Mm -hmm. But, uh, the meaning of life is just that living to the highest standard of yourself that you could possibly live living, making sure that every day you go to bed with a clear mind and, um, an appreciation for the day that you had, no matter how bad you may think that it was in the moment. There's always something to be taken out of every day and appreciated. And I think just 
making sure that you accomplish whatever goals it is that you set out to accomplish um, and just, just living man, like L I V I N, you know? Yeah, I agree. And, and to me also like living intentionally, don't, don't let things yes. just happen to you be the things Correct. that happen to them. That's right. kind of how I've been, especially more recently than not. How do you define the word friendship? Okay. I don't have really many friends, right? Um, I don't know if it's just because of my mindset and how I operate or because I was mainly when I was in school, like I was bullied a lot and like, I didn't really have that many friends. I was, a, you know, like I said, I was an abused kid. I was very isolated. So friendship to me means it's like legit. Like fr- if I call you a friend, that means I am like, that is somebody that I will go to fucking war for. I mean, that's a hundred percent loyalty for like, that is somebody, you know, like I consider like my brother, my friend, you know, my wife, <laughs> you know, obviously they're more than a friend, both of them. But, uh, that's where I that consider kind friendship. of closeness and intimacy. Yeah. Everything else, everybody else is, uh, is an acquaintance to me, man. Like, um, I unfortunately have the ability in my mind to, just cut people off if mm-hmm. I feel like our relationship is not something that I thought it was also because I've worked so many places. I've lived so many different cities in my life that like, I know that relationships are here today and gone tomorrow. And the ones, the real friendships that last will outlast all of that. So that's why friendship is just like the highest form of relationship. I like that. It's also like, you know, if in that relationship, if it's not serving you, right, then there's no point in having it there. And that's kind of where they become, I I don't want to say transactional, but maybe a step above transactional, but far from being that intimate and that close. Yes. All right. Last one for you. How do you define the word happy and what makes you happy? Fulfilled. Uh, Like I said, what makes me happy Life, man, listen, it's so, it's, I mean, I feel corny saying it, but life makes me happy. You know, I, my kids, everything, like I, literally <laughs> there's very few things that make me upset to the point where I like get unhappy for more than like 10 minutes. Okay. Uh, I try to find the positive out of everything, but what if, what hap- what makes me happy and what is happiness? Happiness is just like life man like i i don't I, I don't know like i can't really define happiness right but i could define what the opposite of happiness is and the opposite of happiness is how i used to live mm-hmm. without intention without purpose without uh any type of spiritual guidance whether that be i don't i'm not a religious guy so for me spiritual guidance is thinking about the world from like a a bigger perspective than myself without self-care like that is not happiness. Happiness is going to bed with a clear conscience, knowing that I did the best that I could in that day, and I lived the life to my to the absolute fullest, man. And that's just how I live every day. Like I wake up, I am happy every single day. And I was a person who was completely unhappy every single day, and I just know what those two opposites feel like. So off that kind of sparked another question for me is. What's a bad day look like for you? Like, God, every day is sunshine and rainbows. What's a bad day for you, and how do you get through it? Do we really have? Do we really have bad days? Like, this is my whole thing, right? And I try to tell people this: Do we really have bad days? Or do we have bad moments within a day? Mm-hmm. You know, 
even if the most even in the most tragic days of our lives let's say we have somebody who we love pass away that's a bad moment in that day and then it will be a shitty ass moment in that day but is that whole entire day ruined were there good moments in that day you know like i don't know a bad day for me would look like if a bad day for me like knock on wood here if one of my kids died that would be a bad day okay mm-hmm. if my wife died that would be a bad day right but Every other day, I can't really think of something that would be like, "Oh my God, this is this is the worst day." This is nine eleven is a bad day, right? It, that's a bad day. But like mm-hmm. every other day, and under normal circumstances, even if my car breaks down, I gotta walk to work, some crazy shit happens. Like to me, like those are bad moments. That's not a bad day. So a bad day is just like something that's completely super extreme. Okay, that's that's really good, and that's kind of yeah. I, that's why I. I put that to you because i i kind of figured you'd kind of take that mindset and i really wanted everyone to hear that because again it kind of goes with the everything is fleeting everything is moving mm-hmm. not everything's temporary um there are there are permanent things but they are so few and far between um i i, I really appreciated that answer and i, I imp- thank you for sharing that it's important and that's why gratitude practices are so important and you you agreed is that like we are so we you us as humans we have this negativity bias right where we just constantly will focus on the negative it was a def, it's, it's an evolutionary defense mechanism it's meant to keep us safe it's natural but we have to learn we are smarter and more evolved than that we have to learn and think about what exactly is that we're doing and what we're thinking of otherwise we will continuously focus on that negative thing and then we'll continuously ruminate on that one negative thing that happened throughout that day and constantly doing that and thinking about that negative thing is what leads to depression that's mm-hmm. what leads to anxiety that's that stuff that we if having those gratitude practices and reflecting on our day and reflecting on our life and all the good things is what breaks us out of that negative downward spiral and brings us back out of that spiral. And we need to do that to break out of it. Just by what you said about the negative bias, I've talked about that a lot. Um, mm-hmm. There's a book that I'm going to throw out to my listeners. I, it was for free on audible, right? It's unfuck your brain. It's by okay. Faith Harper. And she talks about all the different like mental processes we go through and how to like work around them. One of them is that is like, you know, you're in a car accident when you're a kid. So you're forever fearful of something or you get bit by a dog when you're a kid. So you're forever afraid of dogs, you know, and then when another dog happens to bite you 50 years later, like, ah, I I knew it. Like, that's what I was doing (laughs) the whole time, you know? So it's that idea. So I think it kind of definitely goes with that, that negative confirmation bias where it's just like, Mm -hmm. you know, you were waiting for that bad thing to happen and it happened to prove you right. And if we focus more on positive uh, bias, confirmation bias, you know, looking for the good, being gr- uh, grateful for things. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, and I had a, I had a guest a few weeks ago say, you know, going out and just appreciating literally what is outside, appreciating yeah. the outside, the ability to, you know, breathe with ease things, mm-hmm. you know, the, the very minute things that we all take for granted. Um, you really start stacking those good things over and then there's, there's no bad days at that point. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right, Aaron, I will, uh, I will bid you adieu at this point. I really appreciate everything. Um, very, very interested in these books that you've got going on. What are they about? Uh, one is called starting over. The main one is called starting over. 
right? It's pretty much uh, a step-by-step booklet for you to get. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) It's just pretty much um, about everything that I've learned over my lifetime and pretty much how to like unfuck your brain, I guess, uh, on how to think differently on pretty much get people to realize how they're destroying themselves with their thoughts and, uh, become a better person. And then the other one is a fitness guide for it's not, it's going to be something that really doesn't exist, uh, in traditional stuff. It's a fitness guide for people who were like I was, who are over completely obese, don't know how to start out in the gym. Maybe you're, uh, lacking confidence to even set foot in a gym. And, uh, it's a, workout program to get people who are in that uh, area to be more comfortable with using fitness equipment and getting them into the gym and things like that. Thanks. Looking forward to both of those. All these people around me that I look up to writing books, I think it's it's about time for me to figure something out. Let's do it, man. Do (laughs) it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't Have you ever talked to Jason Piccolo before? A little bit. Yeah. 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 He actually, funny thing. We went to the same high school. Oh, really? Yeah. You yeah, got, yeah, listen, great guy. He was one of those guys, like, I was like, oh, I want to write a book. I don't know. He's like, bro, I've written a bunch of them. Just do it. And I was like, fine. And then I just, that's when I started, like, thinking about My it. My thing you know? is uh, I've got a couple of the, the books from people that I've looked up to and everything on my shelf here. It's mm. figuring out where to start. That's where I'm at. Yes. It's like, there's, yeah, you know, yeah, what, yeah. what, what thing can I write a book about and where right. do I start it? So mm-hmm. I've, I have a bunch of different ideas. It's kind of just starting and uh, mm-hmm. i talked to my one buddy he wrote a book called the stoic cop and he said um just put your fingers on the keypad and just go and then figure yeah. it out from there so exactly one of the, i think in in the near future we might we might see something awesome there, good so good um aaron this is great i always enjoy talking to you tons of insight tons tons of tons of things to kind of chew over for the next little while thank you so much All for right. your time man Thank you, man. I always appreciate it. Absolutely. We'll uh, we'll talk to you next time, everyone. Listen, stay tuned. We'll be right back. you want to know something about yourself sit on your bed one night and say to yourself you got to mean this like you got to be desperate this is no game this it's like my life is not everything i want it to be and perhaps it's not everything that i need it to be and by need i mean my life is so unbearable that the suffering that's attendant upon that is make me nihilistic cynical bitter resentful homicidal genocidal unable to have a good relationship, prone to punish people for their virtues because of my jealousy, driving the proclivity to see evil everywhere except within my own heart. Like, these are problems, man. And you ask yourself, you sit on the bed and say, okay, man, I'm ready to learn something. Like, what? what's one thing I'm doing wrong that I know I'm doing wrong that I could fix that I would fix. It's like, you meditate on that, you'll get an answer. And it won't be one you want, but it'll be the necessary one. You know, and it's often 
something that will point you to small things. So Carl Jung said, people in the modern world don't see God because they don't look low enough. And so imagine you're in your messy bedroom, you know, and you're sitting on the edge of the bed trying to have an honest dialogue with yourself. And the little voice says, you know, it's pretty disgusting in here. And you think, well, I'm way above such trivial niceties as organizing my room. Well, that's pride. That's arrogance. If you're above organizing what's actually yours, how in the world are you ever going to organize anything else? And so you get on your knees and you think, well, it's time to take a brush to the toilet. And maybe that's where you start. And so, and that works. Like that works. You start making those micro improvements, like real micro improvements, real on the ground, actual micro improvements to things you know that are wrong, you'll improve unbelievably rapidly. We're built to walk uphill. And when you reach the pinnacle of the hill, you want to stop and appreciate the vision. But the next thing you want is a higher hill in the distance because it's the uphill climb that it's, it's from the uphill climb that we derive our value. And I mean this technically. You want a goal that you can never attain. So you can always move closer to the goal that recedes as you move towards it. You think, well, that's frustrating. It's like Sisyphus pushing the rock uphill. But it's not because as you pursue that goal, you put yourself together and your life does get better and richer and more abundant. And that's why the highest levels of virtue and goal are in some sense transcendent. You want them to be above everything you're doing so you can continually move towards something that's more sublime and better. That's what you are. You're, you're here to live, not to, not to sleep. And the problem with the vision of Mai Tais on the beach is that, well, first of all, that's, an that's a vision of, of drug-induced unconsciousness. Second, it's only going to work for about a week. Third, you're going to be a laughingstock in a month and depressed and aimless and, and goalless. It's no, that's not, it's, it's, you want a horizon of ever-expanding possibility. No matter what there is, there is something you can improve on. To say that there isn't is complete nonsense. You can be happy with who you are, but you aren't as good as you could be. My quest for you listening is to think about one aspect of your life that you can improve on and figure out how you can improve it. Remember, small steps over time. As the episodes continue to roll out, you're going to get to see more and more of more tools and insight in becoming the best version of yourself. In doing so, you'll see improvements in your personal life, your work life, your mental health, and beyond. It is all connected. Next week is just another piece of that puzzle. My guest next week is the owner of Police Posts, Effective Fitness Training, and EF Combatives. His name is Adam. We're going to talk all about how you can become a high performer at work, at home, and beyond. We also talked last year, so if you want, in the meantime, go check out that episode. It's an important conversation that will bring you one step closer to the life that not only you want, but the life you deserve. Until next week, go ahead and check out our merch store. Rate, review, and subscribe this podcast on all platforms. Share this episode with your friends and give us some love on Instagram, Twitter, and Truth Social. Until next week, friends, take care of each other, stay safe, and stay consistent. 10-8, out. Out.